Hi, I'm Paul M. Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. We're here in Panama City Beach, Florida. We are attending the Fun in the Sun 42 convention. We had this idea to bring spiritual principles with us, put them on cards and have people, other voices than ours, come up and share about them. We hope you enjoy it. Jennifer? Hi, my name is Jennifer and I'm an addict. It's been a joy to be at the convention. It's my first time attending and uh, to see new faces, make new friends, um, and hear about it when they're done sharing um, how excited they are. Lee. Thanks, Jennifer. I'm Lee. I'm an addict. <clears throat> and this has been an amazing weekend. Uh, the collective voices that came together to pull this off. Jennifer and I were down in the trenches and it was wonderful. Thank you. Thanks to both of you for your hard work this weekend. Folks, Douglas and I hope you enjoy Principles from Panama City Beach. Back at Fun in the Sun with Charlotte C. from Panama City. Uh, she's going to speak on the spiritual principle of balance. How's it going, Charlotte? Uh, it's going good. How about yourself? Yeah, good. Good. I'm glad you could stop in. So, so Charlotte, can you tell us where are you at in your recovery journey and how does balance impact your just for today? Uh, yes. Well, uh, my clean date is uh, December 29th, 2020. And, um, you know, so I have a little over a year and a half, a little over a year, rather. Um, and, uh, you know, I have a sponsor. I've taken most suggestions, if not all of them, um, you know, my, my recovery is not perfect, but, um, the, the more I found, the more that I've learned, uh, in recovery, um, which was everything in my life, the less that I realized that I know. Um, so, you know, with balance, I've found it's extremely important. Um, as I actually heard earlier, but like, I didn't know how to everything in my life, uh, when I was in active addiction was, um, you know, I, I always went against my gut feeling. I always went against my heart. Um, because it just didn't feel natural to me. And so at this point um, in my recovery, I've realized that, uh, you know, if I'm feeling off about something, it's usually because I need to address that. You know, if I feel stressed about step work, um, you know, and I'm on, I'm on step six, or I just finished step six. And, um, but if I feel stressed that I'm not doing enough step work, well, I'm probably not. And I probably need to address that. But I also try not to stress on it too much. Um, I don't want to overwhelm myself with it to where I, I push myself away from it. Also with the, the same with the meetings um, and the same with, uh, you know, my home life. I have a seven-year-old son um, as a single mom you know, I just recently got in a relationship, but I, you know, I waited, I waited my, you know, the suggested year for that. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, People yeah. do that, Charlotte. People <laughs> do that. <laughs> right. I know. I know what I know, but I wasn't ready. Hey, I mean, and, and, um, I, I'm really glad that I did that again with all the balance, you know, I have, I have a proper relationship with my sponsor. Let me, let me dig into the, let me dig into having a child at home. Okay. And then what does balance look like? Because it is, um, uh, it's very visible to see when children either, um, you know, come into the family, maybe reunited or, or a family of, of folks, you know, who are clean, have a child or something like this. It's almost like the involvement stops sometimes. Um, meeting attendance it goes way, way, way down. And it's saying, well, look, I have these responsibilities that we only get because we're clean and we're working a program, right? Like, let's not forget that. Absolutely. Could you, could you share with us? So, so with your seven-year-old, you and those responsibilities and all that what does your meeting attendance look like what does checking in with your sponsor are you serving other women you know things like that could you share like how does balance how do you navigate that absolutely yeah so um i mean i had i had to sign my son over um 
you know, to go to treatment um, or jail, one of the two. So when I got clean and figured out that I wanted him back in my life, um, he is just so much a part of my recovery or, you know, he got, everyone at the meetings knows my child, you know, he's there with me as long as, you know, one of my home group meetings is eight o'clock at night. He knows he can't go to that one, but he's telling me at night, you know, Hey mom, are we going to the meeting tonight? Hey mom, are we doing this? Um, I always go on Saturdays because I know he can be there and there's no excuse for me not to. Um, and I just was, um, my sponsor just told me that I, you know, I, I'm able to be a sponsor, I guess you would say. So I haven't had any sponsees yet. Um, and again, I just finished my six steps. So, um, but uh, yeah, so I go to uh, at least two meetings a week. And um, like I said, he's, he's a part of that as well. And he enjoys that. I mean, I think if I was pulled away from, you know, if my son, it's not something he enjoyed, or if I didn't, I can understand, um, you know, how it could be hard to bring a child into the rooms. You know, I used to judge my friend who, you know, she was in recovery and I was not for bringing her seven-year-old daughter. Um, but I, while I was bringing my child to, you know, to the dope house, you know, so at this point, um, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing to have Jed uh, in, you know, in the rooms with me. And I, you know, I hope that with that, um, people see also that they, you know, their children are welcome there. Um, because if they're not, then they're not in the rooms and, you know, bro, that's beautiful. Paul, look, you know what, man, I getting clean. Okay. I would judge the shit out of people who brought kids to the meetings. Shut the fucking kids up, please. That's where, yeah. where I was at until I started taking my kids to meetings. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Like, I, I feel like I, I, I'm trying to make, you know, my child's kind of a model, you know, and, and people do come to me if they're new in the rooms with children and they're like, how, you know, how do you have them so well behaved and things like this? And I'm like, you know, even though I'm against video games and all that, I make sure my son has something to keep him quiet and just, yeah, because I'm here for a reason. So, yeah. Now let's, let's take it back into real time. Now, where is the area of your life that most needs some balance today would you say oh uh <laughs> that's a hard one um since you're on a six step that's right fourth and fifth is what happened six and seven is what's going on right now so. yeah um i mean my physical i have uh I, i'm trying to uh find some balance because you know as we we take one thing away from us we usually put it in another spot you know eating or or whatever it may be um, and for me, you know, I just cannot control, control my eating. That sounds crazy, but so body, mind, body, mind, and soul, you know, so I've just been trying to, um, figure out a way to do that. And I've, I've kind of done it with fasting. And so, uh, but yeah, physical, I know that, I don't know if that's to do with recovery, but I feel like, um, if I'm not confident in myself, then, you know, I can't necessarily be confident in my recovery and focus on that. So I kind of want to have a balance with, with all of that. We we're back at Fun in the Sun with Jalen H. from Panama City, and she's going to speak on the spiritual principle of stability. Welcome, Jalen. Hello. Hey. So, Jalen, can you tell us where, where are you at in your recovery journey? What's it looking like for you? And how does stability uh, play a part of your Just for Today program? Um, so, I um, am originally actually from Maryland, um, which is a bit far from here. Um, but, um, I got into recovery about a year after I moved to Panama city. Um, my clean date is August 3rd of 2021. Um, next month I'll be celebrating my nine months clean. 
Get it, girl. Um, so <laughs> I'm I'm really excited about that, and I'm feeling really good in where I am right now. Currently, um, I'm working on my third step, just about to finish that up, um, and it's been a really pivotal. Um, I'd say about two, the last two months of my recovery have been really pivotal in me truly surrendering and turning my will over to the God of my understanding and actually finding that God of my understanding has been really, really good for me. Um, and it's allowed me kind of what we're discussing um, to find some stability and um, trust in where I am in my journey. What does stability look like for you? Like what, what, what things, if someone's new listening to this podcast, and everything is a mess, you know what I mean? Like it is when we walk in, tell that person, what does stability look like for you now, after, you know, this time? Um, right now, stability um, looks like I'm in um, class for veterinary medicine. Um, I'm going to school for that. And um, right now, stability looks like being able to show up every day for work on time, not, you know, disappearing for, days or times at a time, you know, because I'm using or things like that. Um, and also being able to put myself first in um, toxic or unmanageable relationships um, and being able to let those go for the sake of my recovery and my health. Um, but overall, I view stability um, as my goal and something I'm on the way to. Um, I aim to be, you know, healthy in all aspects of my life, whether it be mental, emotional, physical, financial, even, um, you know, stability in all of those is really, really important um, when it comes to maintaining and growing. So that's something recovery. that, did, did you see the, the folks in recovery um, sharing about stability, where they live in, where they live in those areas out saying, hey, look, my, my emotional life right now, I'm pretty stable. Like, is that something that became attractive to you as you were getting clean, like sitting in meetings, hearing people share? Is that, that how that happened for you? Um, definitely. Um, with my current sponsor, um, actually at our last year's um, first annual Emerald Coast Serenity, um, I asked my current sponsor to sponsor me. Um, and I really admired um how she handled you know um her relationship with other women in the rooms um and for a long time i had struggled you know with bullying and teasing and things like that throughout my school life um and i really admired how you know she truly embodied the principle before personalities and um actually allowing forgiveness and um, honesty in her relationships. And I found it really easy to be honest with her and open. And I never felt any ulterior motives with that. And it was something I really admired. And I wanted, you know, to get to a point myself where I felt I could have those relationships with other people like she did. All right, we're back at Fun in the Sun with Ed J from Pensacola, Florida. He's going to speak on the spiritual principle of flexibility. Hey, Ed, welcome. Hi, I'm an addict. My name's Ed. My clean date is February 28th, 1998. Uh, Y'all want to know a little bit about where I'm at? Uh, I had 
our area doesn't do to men as far as traditions and stuff. We're step workers. And, and my, my sponsor, I said, we need to do tradition work. He says, well, I've never done them. I said, talk to your sponsor. <laughs> so I don't know. That's got so you're saying that to your sponsor. You're, yeah. You're, you're, you're. yeah. Uh, uh, this is a give and take. It's a two-way road. Uh, my sponsor has one year more than I do, but he's always had a strong message. And uh, that's why he's my sponsor. Uh, he's also bigger than me. So I need somebody every once in a while. And he will tell you in no particular language, sit down, shut the hell up. That's saying it nicely. And, and, and my uh, sponsor's mean to me too. And, and, and he told me that I, had, I needed to work a KISS program. Keep your simple, stupid. Keep it simple. So, stupid. you know, and that's the way I do a lot of my sponsors. Uh, you know, I don't know what y'all looking for in flexibility. Uh, I got here. Well, working the traditions would be flexibility. Yes, it would be. That. Yes, it would be. I got here with a Pentecostal race mm. mentality. Mm. Uh, you're this or you're that. Mm. I did not hang out with gay people. Did not hang out with black people. If you did what part of the, I hate That's to use the terminology around my sponsor because he's very dark complexed. <laughs> Unless you're part of the clan, you are a problem. Mm. Uh, I've learned love. Just for a little backup, folks, uh, Ed, I've known Ed for many years, and he is the most lovable teddy bear and not a, an ounce of homophobia, not no. an ounce of homophobia. No. So that's the that's the flexibility no we're talking about here. No. So Ed, no. Ed, let's yeah. dig in. Let's dig into this, because you know, when so you brought that in getting clean and that's not a unique perspective there's no. folks getting clean right now and in, in who and who are listening to this and experiencing hey i'm not sitting by a gay guy at the meeting no. hey i'm not if you're not black or if you're not white has been you know what you fill in the if you're not fill in whatever that is you know for you listening here what so so the action item man that spiritual awakening mm -hmm. that happens and says hey you know what in the same lifeboat I love my brother and he loves me. How do you go from Ed getting clean and having all that, having, having all that inside you to, to where you're at now of saying, Hey man, I'm kicking it. I'm kicking it with, with who God puts in my life. I found out that uh, through the process of working the steps that I'm, I'm okay. Because I always thought the God of my, my father was very strict to the point where everything that went wrong in my life was God punishing me. God don't punish me. I punish me. Mm -hmm. You know, I had to learn how to love myself so that I can love everybody else. You know, though there's not a lot of people today that I can actually say I dislike much less hate. Uh, there is no hate in my heart today. I do get frustrated at some people. That's process of being flexible from time to time, especially in the new field that I'm working in. Uh, this is about holding other people up, picking them off the ground, and teaching them the way we were taught, you know, and I don't cut no, I don't, I don't cut none of my sponsors slack. You know, this is, you want what I got. I'm not going to be flexible at this point. You want what mm -hmm. I got, you need to do what I did. And I give my sponsors a time limit on everything. On working steps. Working steps. What's the time, generally, what's the time limit? 30 days. 30 days. So if you say you're on your first step, 30 days from now, we need to be sitting down. Yep. Excellent. Because anything past 30 days is no longer, 
it's no longer a part. I hate when my I, my tongue goes faster than my brain does. It's no longer substantial as far as being part of who you are. I got you. So it's if you write tense. something thirty days, yeah, thirty days on, it's it, you've changed. Yeah, things are different. We change every Circum day. Circumstances are different. Yeah, mm -hmm. we have to be flexible in that part because if we don't change, the old habits stay permanent. And, and there's no such thing as old behavior if you're doing it right now. Absolutely. I have one more question. Okay. Since since we're changing all the time, where does Ed need flexibility right now? My self-worth. Really? Yeah. You don't present, I mean, I understand bad self-worth, but you don't present like that. I'm 20, <laughs> I'm 24 years clean. I'm fixing to turn 29 in May. Uh, I've always been big and strong wow. and I've got physical problems. I'm fixing to have another knee replacement. 69 in May. He always put you to, he's well, turning say, 69 in May. You said oh. 29. Oh no. <laughs> you lied so much, you oh. became real. <laughs> 29, 69. But get back to it. Tell so so what what is that? that self-worth because, because you're I, not the person you used to I be. I can't physically do the stuff I used to do. Mm -hmm. you know? I'm not 21 today. Mm -hmm. I'm not 29 either. <laughs> uh, 69, you know, the things I stopped to think about, I've got one artificial knee. None of my teeth were original, all glass. <laughs> I'm fixing to have a new artificial knee. And no, I'm not the bionic man. Yeah. You know, these are things that I'm having to do. I can't hardly hold a cup of coffee because the arthritis in my joints don't let me feel things. Mm. So I have to accept who I am. Mm. Am I short my incapabilities or my mm. physical shortness? I'm not, I can't come up with the words right now. Mm. And I'm very articulate most of the time. Mm -hmm. But when mm -hmm. I talk about me, I have issues. Mm. You know, it was five years before I finally quit saying I don't deserve this. I do deserve this. I've worked hard to be here. I've gone through the steps more than 10 times and, and it's time to move forward. I need some traditions, some concepts, and I need this because I need to be able to be more flexible in my life. We're back at Fun in the Sun with Carl L. from New Orleans. He's gonna speak on the spiritual principle of creativity. Hey, Carl, welcome. What's up, Doug and Paul? Hey, what's happening, Uncle Carl? It's been so long since I've seen y'all. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we were at the beach just 30 minutes ago. All right, Carl, give us a an overview of where you're at in your recovery journey and how does creativity play into your Just for Today program? Where am I at in my recovery today? I'm on a currently working an 11th tradition. And still working steps. I actually just took on a position as the uh, regional delegate alternate for Louisiana. So I've been doing that with my sponsor and going to zonal meetings and regional meetings. I actually just got back from uh, Atlanta and Baton Rouge in the last month or so. So where am I at with creativity? So since I got clean, that was kind of a, I would say it's a very foreign concept. I knew how to create negative things in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I often tell that to people that I think that uh, addiction is misplaced creativity. And mm -hmm. I think that we 
use all of this creativity to use drugs, get drugs, get money, um, figure out new ways to take drugs, to lie, <laughs> manipulate, steal. And then I see people when they get clean and they're like, what do I do now? I'm bored. And I'm like, so I think for me, that was a big piece was I started to, I had gone, don't get me wrong. I started creating a lot of chaos when I first got clean, you know, and I got into some pretty unhealthy relationships and created more chaos, more drama. And then I did 22 months of abstinence from sex. And in that time, I really started to, to see the power of creativity. Mm-hmm. Who am I now? You know, who do I want to become? you know, cause I had no interests or hobbies and I was, you know, I had this realization on a date one day. I was like, damn, I'm fucking boring. You know what I mean? I love that part of your story. <laughs> I've heard you share that, you know, and when you're talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling for something to say, something that's interesting. I don't have a damn thing. Uh, interesting. Offer. Yeah. Interesting to, to, to talk about myself. And then now, you know, know knowing the things that, that you're involved in now, it's like, man, you could pull out anything, any of the things that you're yeah. involved in, just keep talking about. You live a very, a very interesting life. And so, so we're, we're, what happened with that change of like that realization, like, you know what, man, I really ain't hitting on much right now to really having like a full, a full plate. Yeah. What, what happens there? Yeah. I mean, like coming into even just recently, I got, we were talking about it not long ago. I got certified in diving, you know, and I went diving in Hawaii and I just, you know, started creativity and even in my job, you know, I actually just went through a hiring process and got a job at Tulane and I'm going to be doing some stuff with them and the psychiatry and um, so, I mean, there's, there's constantly things evolving and, and moving forward. And I, I tell you one form I really love creativity is I do a lot of writing, you know, even in my step working process, that's a big piece of work. Kind of like I start to like, I was just listening to someone share and they were talking about creativity in some ways where we go through the step working process and find out things about ourselves. And um, I think, you know, when I hear the thing creativity, I think of art, I think of things, object art, right? I think of objects of art. But this principle in this book is about the creation of who we become. Mm-hmm through the process of the 12 steps and and that's the creativity that we're called to as as recovering addicts how has that changed for you like who are you now that you weren't when you first got here and just speak a little bit how that process happened i mean i'm a guy who meditates i'm a guy (laughs) who does yoga i'm a guy who shows up for his family i'm a guy who is present with people I'm a guy who goes to bed at like 9.30, you know? I'm, I'm a guy who is disciplined, organized, responsible, you know, who has a, a good credit score. Was none of that when you got here? None of that. I didn't even have a bank account. <laughs> we do recover. <laughs> You know, and too, what's really neat is is the it, what you bring too is is kind of an excitement about life too. You know, my and my two sons uh, are real big fans. Yeah. You know, when they saw your was it earlier today or yesterday? You know, whenever it was, 
the face lights up, man. Yeah. You're big with the 12 and 14 year olds. <laughs> well, I'm mad emotionally. So. <laughs> Uncle Carl, Uncle Carl. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This was a really, really neat experience. We had a lot of fun. Uh, 40 different addicts shared on 40 spiritual principles. It was just a super neat experience. If you're listening and you think, wow, this would be a really cool resource to have at a convention that you attend, please reach out to us here at the Anonymous Podcast and make the introduction with us and the, the convention committee that you're thinking about, and we'll see if we can work something out. I want to reiterate very strongly that, that this initiative, again, does not replace meetings, step work, accountability with the sponsor, uh, fellowshipping. This is uh, in a, an attempt to, to bring addicts who are passionate uh, for recovery, uh, just another resource to help us on this beautiful journey. So again, thank you for tuning in. Um, spread the message, man, spread the word. Uh, and, and I can't wait until our, our paths cross. So from all of us here at the Anonymous Podcast, we love you. Thanks for your support. Y'all be good. God bless. Namaste.